from the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs. This is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome, folks. This is Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Network. And this is something we do every week, whether there's news or whether there's not. We have a man that was on <laughs> hand. Matt Derrick's going to join us here in just a second. Now, I know it's early. It's not even July yet, but Locked On Fantasy has begun because fantasy football is about to begin. And I don't know if Matt's going to tell you about that. I'm certainly not, but there's fantasy everywhere. You should check it out. Matt Derrick, our special guest today. How are you, Matt? I'm doing great. Is, is it? Is am I giving it away if everybody if I tell them that there's no news and then they're just going to stop listening? Because ah. you keep listening. Although I don't know if there's any news. It's right. Jul- it's it's July. It's the beginning of July. This is we are at the peak distance between there actually being any football news in the past and any actual football news in the future. Mm-hmm. And we're in that midpoint of the absolute dearth at the bottom because there's nothing going on. What, what do they call this? The darkest moment at sea between New York and London. Um, you can't see land. Everything's dark. Yeah. Um, yep. Here we are, folks. We'll say something. I'll say something dumb, I'm sure. Um, but there are some things happening, and I really want to get into one that I am still just cringing over. And I know it's been a few days, but um, we mentioned this charity basketball thing that Tyreek Hill put on. And unlike me, just seeing it from afar, you were actually there um, just in general. What was the atmosphere like in this thing? Yeah, uh, pretty jovial. I mean, everybody was there to have a good time. And it was a, it, it was an interesting crowd. I mean, it wasn't maybe as big as some other charity games in the past. I think that they maybe changed the, the prices and the sponsorships a bit to maybe raise money a little bit differently and not have as big a crowd as in the past. You know, there was still a little bit of social distancing, but but still uh, pretty decent turnout. I thought all things considered uh, with everything going on this time of year and certainly from the teammates as well. I mean, quite a few of the players were out there and it was a spirited game. I mean, I'm not going to say it was quite NBA all star pace. It was faster than that, um, but it was also a highlight face that face. I mean, it was. You know, there wasn't a lot of hard contact out there. These guys know, you know, what what the business is. They're out there having fun. And sure, they're running fast and everything, but they're not trying to to take anybody's legs out from underneath them. There's nobody hitting the floor hard. So I think you can take a little bit of a breath when you hear Chiefs and celebrity basketball. Yeah, it's it's for the highlights. It's for fun. But and they, they have bragging rights, but they're not pushing it too hard. I mean, and, and we know that they play ball in the locker room all the time. I know there's two on two that is like unhandily taken care of. Um, but I also noticed in some of those clips, no one's hitting the boards too hard. Like there's a lot of dudes that are like in career years or contract years. You know, everybody take a shot and step away, basically. The, you know, really the biggest highlight play. I mean, sure, Chris, Chris Jones had a dunk, you know, uh, and one that he was hanging from the, from the rim on. I was afraid that I, I didn't know if a boys and girls club rim could sustain Chris Jones hanging right. from the rim. And he was, he was doing the big time Charles Barkley hanging from the rim on that one. But the, the biggest highlight play of them all was Marcus Kemp, who had a couple of absolute, you know, tomahawk dunks during warmups. I mean, that, <laughs> that guy can sky. Wow. Um, he was going up through the lane for a dunk and another tomahawk dunk during the game. And uh, Devin Funches got in the way and swatted that thing away. So <laughs> the, the, the play of the game was definitely a defensive play. Well, I like hearing that. That's why I don't watch the NBA, because they don't remember how to do that anymore. 
that's uh, it's definitely good to hear. I, I wish Devin Funch just brought that to the field as well, but that's okay. Um, for me, a couple of things that we can take from this. A, how did you think Tyron Matthew played, knowing that the situation that he's in? Tyron Matthew plays, you know, celebrity or celebrity challenge basketball like it's a contract year two. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, I I had not seen Tyron play a lot of basketball in the locker room. Okay. And I tell you what, he is good. He <laughs> was the best point guard on the floor. So if you are putting together a team of Chiefs basketball players, Tyron Matthew is your point guard. There is absolutely no doubt about that. Uh, make Tyreek your shooting guard. He he likes to shoot. But okay, Tyron's okay. the guy who can make the, the he was making length of the court passes. He he's got some he's got some floor vision. I mean, you see the same the same vision you see on the football field, he's got that on the basketball floor. It carries over. And that's I saw a little hook move when he was down near the baseline. Like he, the guy's got some talent all the way around. He's a heck of an athlete. We'll talk about him coming up, but I want to talk about the takeaways from that. Um we'll do that on the backside of this, folks. Check out our sponsors. And bet online is the fastest and easiest way to make all your sports action bets. Baseball season through the roof, NBA, NHL, obviously football, even UFC and MMA. Before the next contest, go to bet online on your laptop or your mobile device and check out all the sporting news, the odds, the bonuses, everything you need to place your action. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. It's your chance to get in the game as teams prep for their runs at playoffs or even a brand new season. Head over to the website, use your device, and check it out today. You'll receive a 50% bonus on your deposit. That's 50% on top of what you deposit at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts, and use the promo code LOCKEDON. Let them know that we sent you over there. And so having heard from the folks that are helping us, folks, make sure you like and sub and hit the thing over on YouTube and follow the sponsors. Two things for me, if you're Brett Veach, this seems like a departure for him. This had to have been sanctioned by the organization to have that many guys from one team on the floor. You know, I mean, in, in most cases, it, you know, guys playing basketball and celebrity events, I mean, around the league, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, a lot of teams do it and everything. Um, obviously, Patrick Mahomes took it to a whole different level, and that was the level of concern. Uh, but, you know, a lot of guys, they have nothing in their contracts that says that they can't do this. Um, Holmes apparently does, you know, so that's why he's, he wouldn't show up for something like this. Um, and Hey, guys who are hurt or have any concerns about that. I mean, you're not, you're not going to see them in a game like this. I, you know, I, I talked to Marcus Kemp, you know, even who's guy who's had so, you know, the ACL injury in the past. And he's mm-hmm. like, no, I'm a hundred percent. And if there was any question about that, wouldn't be out of the game like this. So these guys know that, you know, they got to take care of their bodies. And, and like I said, I mean, you know, when you're at the, the skill level and the athletic level that they are, Really, the biggest thing you got to be concerned about is just guys going at it too hard and playing mm-hmm. too physical. Uh, fast pace and physical are not the same thing. And so, they, hey, they were playing with great, great bit of speed, but there was no contact. There was no fouling. I mean, this was this was a gentlemanly game of basketball that you saw Friday night. I like that. And so, who was who was on the court that we didn't hear? I, I heard Hitch was there, but I didn't see physical evidence of that. Hitch was there, and you know, surprisingly. Good basketball player. I, yeah. When I saw him out there, I thought, mm, I'm not so sure about this. Uh, decent speed, you know. Look, he's got some got some moves. He was able to drive to the basket a couple of times. And that was that was pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, the probably the funniest moment. I don't know if this was an indication that Chris Jones was maybe a borderline call or maybe was not planning to be at the game. 
Um, but he was the last arrival for, for warmups and for getting ready. And they didn't have a jersey for him. So Colin Saunders donated his jersey uh, oh. to Chris Jones. And then Colin Saunders played the game without a jersey. Um, but, and even though Colin, and I didn't post it because I didn't want, I didn't want to throw Colin under the bus because I had, mm. I had a video of him uh, trying to drive the lane that, that did not end well. <laughs> so I didn't want to throw him under the bus because at the same time, the dude was the only guy in the, um, you know, it's a celebrity game. Mm. So they had a four point shot from, you know, Steph Curry range. Colin Saunders, I think, was the only one to hit one of those. Oh, wow. So he's, <laughs> he's got a stroke from deep. So give him credit for that one. Uh, yeah, Team Gary Dieter was, you know, the, the winners of the game. So, you know, obviously Gary Dieter was there. Um, Chris Jones was the MVP. You know, you mentioned Hitch. I'm trying to remember anybody else that was there. Um, quite a few. Uh, Cornell Powell, Dorian O'Daniel uh, were a couple of the players who were watching from the stand. So uh, for, for hey, you know, late June celebrity event, you know, charity event in Kansas City, pretty good turnout from the team. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I will say this. Um, Colin and, and Chris play together, I think, in that locker room league. A lot. They so I would, I, w- I would have liked to have seen that. But that brings me to like the less, the less fun part of it. This is all good natured. Now I'm glad that they do it. But for me, the concern about injury is one thing that makes me, you know, cringe a little bit. I said that on social media as well. But the other side for me, as somebody that studies athleticism and how physiology works, the cross training aspect of this, like you said, there were some surprises out there. Guys that from their football play, you wouldn't necessarily have thought had that kind of skill on a court, the way that especially the, these two sports cross over with the stops and starts and the change of direction, I think is very good training for younger players, but it gets lost, I think, at this level. And it ch- it tells me that cross training is still a thing for this particular roster that will continue. It'll still be in the locker room, I'm sure. But I think that helps them on, you know, one of those things that we don't really see every week. Yeah, I mean, that's something that, you know, basketball is something that is just a big deal in NFL locker rooms. And especially, I mean, the Chiefs locker room is a really big deal mm-hmm. uh, because you're right. I mean, a lot of these guys, you know, have played basketball before. I mean, even even the big guys, I mean, and and some of them, I mean, you know, Colin Saunders was played a little point forward <laughs> in, in high school and everything. I mean, he was a pretty good athlete. So and all these guys are good athletes. So. It's not like anything's new to them. I mean, okay, maybe the the big guys thinking that they are three point shooters <laughs> is a little bit exaggerated, but I think you're right as far as you know the the cross training skills. I mean, no, I mean the footwork of an NFL player taking to a basketball court isn't going to be the same as an NBA player. Don't that's just crazy. Yeah. But at the same time, I mean the the footwork required to be an NFL player, especially you know if you're at the, with the changing of directions and keeping up with people. I mean, you see how it translates on the feet, on the, on the, on the court. And I mean, I think that's a big reason why that, you know, even these guys are in NFL, you know, basketball is still something that they like to, to stay in touch with. And uh, even just from a, um, a health standpoint and working out, um, you know, Tyreek Hill mentioned this a couple of weeks ago in, in the Zoom press conferences that he was taking it a little bit easier this year, you know, during the off season and maybe not working out quite as much. And, you know, and I asked some of the players at the game about that, and that was a fairly common response was that a lot of the guys, you know, were working out maybe a little bit less and getting a little bit more rest this offseason. And there's a big reason why they've had two really long seasons. They've played more games in the last two years than any other team in the league. And it's not even close. I mean, there's a lot of teams. They've played six more games than those teams. You know, their AFC West opponents, they've played six more games than those those teams 
over the last two seasons. And that adds up. So I think you saw the, the, you know, the impact of having two deep playoff runs that is having these guys take a little bit of time off. If they're going to work out, basketball's a great way to do it. So, yeah. you know, in the long run, maybe that's not the worst thing for these guys. No. And, and again, that, that different stimulus so that when they do um, their position specific work, I think it has a tendency, the body to adapt in different ways. And if you take it off course, it'll actually react a little bit more than if you do the same workouts, the same uh, motions over and over again. And so I, I'm actually glad to hear that it's not just Tyreek. I think Tyreek has a great support system around him for his trainers and guys that try to keep him on his toes physically and keep his body adapting. But that's very well said that there's a lot of different ways to go about it. We used to see Alex Smith, you know, train underwater carrying rocks and stuff in Hawaii. That's also an interesting thing. I know there are guys that come up to my neck of the woods up here at, at altitude to train for a couple of weeks before they go away for this July run so they can relax a little bit. I think that that is all extremely interesting to me, but I'm glad to see that the team is embracing it as a whole, not just, uh, you know, the outlying superstar that I think we might have seen in years past. Yeah, I think there's a definite tone amongst the, the these guys that have been together for the last couple of years that they need to recharge the batteries. And and I think that even goes beyond the physical part of it because 2020 season was emotionally draining too. I mean, mm -hmm. just with everything dealing with the pandemic and, and the postseason and some of the ups and downs of everything just a, away from the game. I mean, I, I think it was a tough year. And so I don't think it's a bad thing. I think it's probably a good thing to be hearing that there's these guys who are trying to find a way to, to you know energize themselves in a different way, maybe work out and stay in shape in a little bit different way, take care of their bodies, take care of their minds, and, and come back and a little bit more refreshed and maybe in a different mindset when they get to training camp. Yeah, and that's the next thing that I want to talk about is how do, how do you take that preparation to day one training camp forward? We'll get to that coming up next. One thing you have to know that we're going to tell you about is Built Bar because they are the best tasting protein bars Ever. And it doesn't matter what your favorite flavor is, whether it's coconut brownie chunk or maybe the new grasshopper, the mint. It's incredible. And I even like, this is my new favorite, the toffee almond. All of these have things in common, including 17 grams of protein, only 130 to 150 calories, depending on the flavor. There's all kinds of amazing flavors that keep circulating and lots of special limited editions that you have to go to the website to check out. You can get that mint brownie or the raspberry or any of these. Whenever you go over to builtbar.com, when you do use the locked 15 code and you'll get 50% off of your first order. That's the promo code locked 15 at builtbar.com. So you led me into it perfectly. Thank you, by the way, because sometimes my transitions get a little long winded, but we're talking about 40 games in the last two seasons. If all goes to plan, we're talking about 60 games inside of 36 months. That is a long haul. So not only does changing up your training help, but I think the recuperative measures that I see a lot more of the Chiefs players at least admitting to or putting on social media so that it's out there a little bit, I, I feel like that's a great subsequent therapy along with what Rick Burkholder and the staff do. But what does it do for you in terms of your expectations about how those guys come in and start camp. Do you expect things to be throttled back the first week or two, knowing that it, it is a little bit longer and they have that break after the third preseason game? Yeah, you know, I think that's a really interesting perspective on it because the with the new CBA, I mean, this is the first year that we're really going to get the experience, you know, how the new CBA is going to work out for training camp. 
since we didn't really get to see that last year, I mean, it was a, it was a, it was a truncated period and things were a little bit different. Um, this year, you know, players are going to report, but then they've got a five day acclimation period this year. And yeah, it's going to be interesting because I would, I think that you're going to see a lot of players, you know, and from the Chiefs perspective, I think that, you know, the couple of weeks leading up to training camp, I think they're going to probably start ramping up on their own. They're going to have their own programs that probably Rick has given to them. Uh, way to just kind of get in shape and get ready to hit the field. Um, but they're going to have that five-day acclimation period. And some of that is going to be op- those practices that are open to the public. So if you're looking for contact, I mean, if you're looking to be, you know, getting to see the, the you know, the one-on-one drills and you're wanting to see a full-speed contact practice, first four or five days of camp won't be for you. I mean, yeah. it's going to be a lot of, I mean, they're go- they're allowed to put on, you know, spiders, um, and some of them with the soft pads, you know, the last couple of days and those that first five day ramp up. But, you know, it's going to be, you know, really just high speed, no contact practices. And I think you're right. I mean, you know, with the one fewer preseason game and then they've got that gap at the end, too, that the coaches have to try and figure out between that last preseason game and the beginning of the season. How do you keep the edge? You know, how mm-hmm. do you keep everybody going so that, you know, you're kind of on your same, you know, building for the season path, but you don't have any games, you got nothing to be ready for. I mean, it's it's going to be interesting to see how they balance it. And, you know, I think we've seen a little bit of, you know, Andy Reid's adjustment, too, because, you know, if you, know, you look at it, the practice schedule this year, every single practice starts at the same time. And they're, pro- they're going to run all the same length, too, I imagine. I don't think this is going to be a case where... Some practices are going to be two and a half hours and some are going to be an hour and 40 minutes. You might see some of that when they do some of the 10, 10, 10 stuff that, you know, Reed does do. So you'll see some truncated practices. But that's just a reflection of the, you know, the new CBA and how long practices can be, how long they can be on the field. Um, those workouts will all be about the same, whereas in the past, you know, they varied that a lot. Now there's going to be a little mm-hmm. bit more consistency. And, and I'll be really in, interested to see how Andy Reed does handle those last few weeks after the third preseason game when you're trying to get ready for the season. And folks, that is a 915 start for all of those practices as it stands right now, weather dependent, of course. I want to finish up real quick because uh, this week we're hearing rumblings. We're hearing little little things about landscaping businesses from old Honey Badger out there. Uh, and we've been talking about that. We've thought all along this, this was going to happen before camp. I thought it might have been done by now originally, but... I know he does a lot of tweeting and he does a lot of tweet deleting as well. But when we take a step forward, it clearly seems like it's ramping towards that eventual conclusion. The hints are all over the place. Do you feel just knowing what we know about the organization that they are a inclined and b capable of making him the highest paid DB out there? Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that there's definitely the inclination is there. I mean, I don't think I don't get the sense that, you know, they're dramatically far, far apart. I mean, I, I think, Tyron Matthew through some of his subtweeting and comments and sub Facebook and whatever it may be. <laughs> um, I think he sent the message. He wants to be amongst the highest paid in the league. Um, at the same time, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he left a little bit of money on the table to be able to stay in Kansas city, because it's a good situation, but you know, let's face it. I mean, in the NFL money is respect. I mean, money is reputation and that's how these guys measure it. So you know, hey, Tyron Matthew wants to get what he wants to get, but he also wants to just to be known for scoreboard purposes that he's up there with mm-hmm. the other guys around the league. So, you know, the fact that he's he's tweeting out, you know, what guys average annual value contracts are. I mean, that's telling you he hey, he wants to be in the top 10. I mean, he wants to be top five. He wants to be on that scoreboard. Mm-hmm. And there's ways that if you're the Chiefs, 
you can do that and give Tyron his scoreboard while taking care of yourself on the salary cap too and making it work that's a little bit, you know, hard to say team friendly when you're talking about $15, $20 million under the cap for a defensive back, but there's ways you can do that. So that, I mean, and, and talking to Tyron, you know, at the, at the charity game, mm-hmm. you know, this is the first time we've gotten a chance to talk to him in person and not on a zoom about the contract. And yeah, I mean, he had a smile on his face and seemed very confident with just the depth that, you know what, that'll take care of itself. Yeah. And I, I felt like that was maybe a little bit different tone that you get in person than you get on a zoom, which is why I'd be great with, you know, getting back in person again. Change the news that you get. <laughs> well, and we appreciate that because just the littlest things, the impression, the way somebody stands at the podium, the way they react to questions, that that's important. It all plays into it. And I, I think that I agree with you completely. I think he will leave a little bit. I think he wants to be in that top five so he can say he's with the guys that he's tweeting out. But I think he understands as well. If you want to not only win another ring, but another couple of them, you have to do what Patrick did and leave a little bit of room for somebody else. And, and Chris did the same thing. I think he could have held out for more to tell you the truth. And as long as you're in that top echelon, I think then the bottom line ends up for every player is how do you match up to the guys on the field? And if you are the best at what you do, you're the best at what you do, no matter what the price tag is. So I'm optimistic that they can get that done. I still think it'll get done before camp. Do you? Yeah, I do. And, you know, and and, and while we talk about money being a big factor, you know what, how long you're going to be in, the, in a place too, makes a big difference too. And, and one thing that certainly you get the idea from, from, from Tyron Matthew is that he wants a long-term deal. He wants something that's, you know, going to be on just, you know, just one, maybe getting him one more contract. I think he'd be fine if this was his last contract in the NFL. Mm-hmm. Uh, not to say that, you know, hey, he's not going to be able to play for a much longer time, but I, I think that he would be fine if this was his final landing place. And if that's the case, you know, longer-term security can be a bigger deal than short-term security. But I, you know, I get the indication from both sides that something will get done. Seems like he wants a home to me. Folks, Chief Stadges is where you can get all of Matt's work and all his insight that he doesn't share with us. There are bits in there that you have to go read for yourselves. Please do that. And we thank you for checking us out. Make sure you like and sub on the YouTube channel. We've gotten a ton of you over there. And enjoy it on Apple and Spotify and all the normal places. We're not going anywhere. We are now dual media here at Locked On Chiefs. And I hope you guys enjoy that. Thank you for listening to us today. Check out Matt. and We'll talk to you next time. Ryan Tracy is the founder of Rogue Analytics and the host of RGR Football on YouTube. Follow him there. Chris Clark is a senior analyst at ChiefsDigest.com where you can get his work. Rate and review at Apple Podcasts and subscribe on your preferred podcast platform. Thank you for listening.